0: A broadcasting fee and the opinions expressed during the show are not necessarily those of the staff, management, or ownership of WGCH Radio.
1: Welcome to Fashion Friday. Happy spring. Oh my goodness. I'm happy to say that. Happy spring. And for real this time. <laughs> With the exception of a few cold, chilly winter. Winter. Yeah, it felt like winter. Wintery days. I think for the most part, it's been uh, spring like. So I'm happy to talk about it, of course. All right. I've got a fun filled show for you today. Let's talk about. First up, I have the business of fashion news. So there was an article. There's actually, by the way, there's actually a website called thebusinessoffashion.com. It's not just my segment here. (laughs) I like to talk about that because it's really the business side of it. It's not the styling side of it. It's not the trend filled, you know, color and texture side of it. Um, it's more about the numbers and the, um, the business side so this there was an article on businessoffashion.com. so you can look this up this is where I got all this information so um just want to let you know you can read the full article um I'm going to give you the summary and my opinion and it was interesting because it basically said what's a store for I believe that might have might have even been the title and um I thought it was interesting because you know we've I've talked about it here on the show about how um You know, brick and mortar, listen, before the pandemic, brick and mortar was fading, right? It's like almost dinosaur-like. If you think about malls and um, just classic style stores, how they're struggling, and a lot of them closed. So, however, I think about this. I just don't see that being the future, like, completely closed. I think it's something of a hybrid of, you know, e-commerce plus brick-and-mortar and that one. And I'm talking strictly of retail stores and fashion retail stores right now, not, not including all brick-and-mortar because that gets into, like, a different different um, topic. So I thought about that, and I thought, you know, according first first of all, this is true. According to psychologists, it takes an average of two months for people to form a new habit. I know this because I know this from my dance background. (laughs) Actually, I was told it was a month. Maybe dancers are quicker. I don't know. (laughs) Maybe I'm not. Um, So that being said, if you think about it, of the people we were in lockdown or we were staying at home, let's call it, for how long? And that varied depending on where you lived and how you felt about it. Um, some people, it was months, some people, it was many, many, many months. Um, I think most of, I I don't know anyone that is still kind of quarantine unless they are sick. Um, but there's your two months and then some to form the new habit of shopping online. So if you didn't already, by the way, because remember, this was huge even before the pandemic. So, so we'll start with that. However, you, the U.S. stores have been open and mostly up uh, business-wise. They've been up percentage-wise since last year. Yes, because that's they, re, they obviously were closed for quite some time. So almost every retail store has showing an increase. However, they're still behind sales from 2019, which is what obviously when we had, quote-unquote, a normal year. So how is it going forward? I think um, during the pandemic – shoppers really formed a new habit of shopping online. And like I said, if you, were, if you weren't already shopping online, personally, I can speak to this. I definitely did. And you know what else I noticed? Um, it's now become, it's not just a habit. It's almost become like, you know, checking your phone. People don't, you tend to check your phone all the time, all the time. I actually have tried to get away from that, especially during work hours. I don't, unless I know calls coming in maybe once in a while if, in case there's an emergency. But um, and he, it's like habit, right, that we always check. I think that now shopping online has become almost like a tick. And in particular, well, all ages, but I'm going to say because a lot of retailers, their focus is really that 20 to 30-something shopper, in particular, a female shopper. And I say this because I see it all the time. I see it everywhere. Ads, different ads popping up, and obviously that's from my own search history, um, to just the way these uh, retail online retailers are advertising and I thought wow you know between social media and their own website it's like it's really you know like you know wear this and you can have that life you know it's that it's like the typical um thought behind advertising you know oh if you if you have this cologne you're gonna have this life and it's a beautiful countryside picture with a Bentley in the driveway and a woman and a man holding you know or whatever the scene you know the scene we know the commercials right this is playing out in full force on social media, and I think that that is really grabbing that younger customer. I don't know if it's millennial. I guess it, who's 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 the generation before the millennials? Do you know, Bob? I don't even know X Y Z. I don't know.
0: I was going to say Gen Z. Yeah, but Z. I'm not sure. I you're right? Hmm. I don't
1: know. I get them all confused. Hmm. I'm not any of them. So <laughs> actually, I don't even know what I am. Um, I might be X. Anyway, um, so here's what's happening so the u.s stores up uk stores just recently opened in fact it's i think it was this past week and um they've got this battle to to fight right so they've they've there's been a few that have made some changes already knowing this because think about this even though we're opening up people are getting the vaccine we're returning to somewhat of a normal life but we're not quite there yet doesn't matter if you're in the u.s uk wherever you are um People are. I know myself. I'm still avoiding crowds, touching. Think about touching. People don't want to necessarily touch stuff. I know a lot of. uh, I've been in stores where uh, the the uh, fitting rooms are still not open, so that then makes me. You know, there's. I struggle because I don't really like shopping online. I can't tell you the amount of stuff that i have returned it's like oh to me that's an annoyance i would rather go in see it i can even if i can't try it on that's fine i'm not a big try on kind of gal anyway i pretty much know my size in whatever it is it's rare that i don't and i can eyeball it up and see it in person and usually it looks very different than online as soon as the moment i see it and i touch it i go oh well that looks cheap as chips no way or the reverse oh that's much better than i thought it was um, so I'd rather just go in, buy it, and, and try it on at home or not, and then that's it. So there's that. There's also social distancing. We are certainly are still doing that in full force. So why would people go back to stores? Hence the topic, wh- you know, what is a store for anymore? Um, also think about this. There's less, more people working from home. That means less people traveling in general and less people traveling to cities where lots of retailers have their flagship stores they count on people not just tourists but commuters going in and out <clears throat> myself so less travel to cities working from home i think at the end of the day stores really need to have a well curated selection but that just that won't cut it so um Basically, I think there was a quote from, and I don't know who this is from, I want to say um, someone, it might have been someone from Selfridges said, basically, sell the experience of selling itself. And that's exactly right. I think that's what retailers have to do now is sell the experience of just selling itself. So making a, a brick and mortar more than your average experience more than just oh we've got a pop up shop, come in and see this new brand that we 're having it 's beyond that, so shopping, if you think about it, shopping's a pastime, so if you think about it like that, I think um, <clears throat> stores you have to make it interesting and engaging. Those are the really the two things, and I think about the way um I like to shop and what excites me i mean. Geez, I, you know, could there's certain stores you could blindfold me if you put me in that store and you tell me the store I'm in and you blindfold me, I can navigate my way around. I know exactly where everything is. Maybe it's new product that changes, but I know the departments. I, and again, this goes back to my job. So I'm in stores quite a bit.
0: Yeah, but some people might say that's boring. That, that, exactly. Now not giving Being given something new and challenging.
1: Exactly. And this is what I'm thinking. My next thought was. Well, what excites me about that? I mean, it, it's not boring to me because it's my job. However, if I'm going in, let's say I'm in a new city, so I'm totally on vacation, not working at all, and I go into harrods let's say i'm in england and i've never been in there before i am the average customer or tourist that wants something exciting there i don't because i'm not working and i'm not looking at it through a stylus i mean i am but not you know not looking for something for a client i want to see like what makes this different because the other stuff is boring you're absolutely right so here's what i have found i did a little digging and this is what first of all one thing comes to mind one story immediately pops up nordstrom specifically the new york city location not any other location but the new york city location this uh i mean they really kind of took this by the reins they so they opened this flagship store in manhattan before the pandemic i believe it was or maybe it was in the beginning no i think it was 2019 yeah i'm pretty sure it was 2019 okay so right before and everyone said this is crazy there you know brick and mortar stores are becoming a dinosaur why would they do that well obviously they have a plan they're smart a smart family and uh you know they did close some smaller underperforming stores but more importantly what i noticed was already the experience was different and so you know you walk in it's a i call it a beast a beast of a store it's like five six floors i think it's i think it's six I believe it has something like four or five restaurants. It has, um, so right off the bat, we're starting it differently. Different, okay, Saks, we think about Saks Fifth Avenue. And again, I'm talking about flagship stores in Manhattan. They up their ante as well. They do have a restaurant. They changed and renovated their restaurant and they brought in La Avenue, which is a famous restaurant in Paris. They brought it in and really, I mean, it's beautiful. You would never know that you're in Saks. It's two floors. the downstairs is my favorite. Uh, you, you have to go in there if, you, if you're going back into the city and dining. Um, I think about Bergdorf's. They've got, they've got their iconic BG. It's called BG um, at Bergdorf's, which is beautiful. I mean, it's done by a famous interior designer, Kelly Wurstler. And it's gorgeous. You're sitting in there. You don't think that you're in a store. So, but these are upscale uh, department stores. The, this is a different – I think Nordstrom is definitely a different clientele. This is where there's something for everyone. This is uh, every department you could imagine. And I think they had to do something more. Also, they were the new kids on the block, so they really had to stretch it. I mean, if you go to Saks or Bergdorf's, it's, a lot of it's the name. Oh, I'm going to Bergdorf's. A lot of it's the name. Nordstrom, it's more functional. It might be the name, but you also know you could walk in there, and if you're get, buying a gift or buying – you know you're going to find something. Bergdorf's totally different thing. Totally different animal. First of all, can you afford anything (laughs) in there? Uh, I know I can't. So, um, you know, and then back to Nordstrom, they also have a Nike shop. It's not just a shop within a shop. It truly looks like you're in a different store. It even has its own entrance. It's in the front of the store. It's got, you know, you walk in and you know, okay, this is different. The carpeting is different. The flooring, the lighting, all the fixtures are different. The way it's merchandise is different. It literally looks like you walked into a special kind of Nike boutique. It doesn't look like you're in Nike at Nordstrom. Uh, so there's that. Then I think back to, again, pre-pandemic. They had, I believe it's like the second or third floor. There's, there's two shoe floors. So one is designer and one is um, more uh, ca- contemporary shoes. Basically less expensive. They have a bar on that floor cocktail bar as in you can order cocktails while you're shoe shopping so already they were starting to do this okay so let's get to what's happening now and this is in England unfortunately or fortunately however you want to look at it specifically it's Selfages, but listen I it's not going to be long till something around here d- it happens like this Selfages in London reopened and they just reopened this week they have an outdoor soul cycle studio so we all know the spinning soul cycle they've got it they also have now what's called an experience, I'm using air quotes, experience concierge, they call this. So what is he or she for? Well, for many things other than shopping. Well, it could be for shopping, but many things other than shopping. So everything from a flor- florist classes, so probably flower arranging, et cetera, because they do have a beautiful little alcove where they sell fresh flowers. It's amazing. Um, to kids hosting kids parties in the toy department smarts right if you think about that oh i want to be that kid that gets their birthday party in the toy department i'm I'm guessing there's a private room i'm guessing there's a section they can close off uh, you know all the above i don't know those details but i'm guessing it's something like that if they're offering to host a party so these are just a few of the things that are happening now at this store it kind of reminds me of uh, okay, so I, I don't know this, but I've seen pictures of this and I've heard stories of Harrods way back in the day when they first first opened. Apparently, there was a full blown like a zoo, a petting zoo in Harrods, and apparently the the point was to make it where you could buy anything, anything at all at Harrods. From and you can you can it's close now. I mean, there's no petting zoo now, but they've got everything from you know food, you can buy food to you know obviously fashion.
0: You can buy a car.
1: You can buy a Well, car. you could.
0: I don't know if you still can, maybe. But,
1: yeah, yeah, I think you can. Yeah. I think you can. So, um, yeah, so I, it reminds me of that. So we're kind of circling back to that. Um, Didn't
0: some of the toy stories in the United States do that party thing, though? And
1: Like FAO Schwartz? Well,
0: yeah, but I even think Toys R
1: Us w- yeah. w-
0: would have uh, a room in the back that they could do parties in. And-
1: I think so. I think so. But I'm I'm thinking that this is more interactive and not just like a room where you, you know, I think so. But I think those were just like a separate room, almost looked like, you know, a back room that they yeah. maybe painted the walls pink or blue or yellow. I think this is more interactive where it's really, that's what it's made for. I see. As opposed to just like an extra room, like, okay, we could have, that's what I'm thinking. I mean, if it's if it's in Selfridges in London, I'm guessing it's going to be something pretty special. Hmm. Um, I'm hopefully, fingers crossed, traveling to London later this year, if all as goes planned. So... I will be checking this out. <laughs> if not, I'm not even interested in the Soul Cycle Studio, yeah, 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 we know what that probably looks like. But I want to see the Kids Toy Department. <laughs> uh, I want to see all of this. I want to hear all about this. So I will get the scoop de jour and bring it back to you. Unfortunately, it's going to be much later in the year um, if things go according to plan. So, again, I think in summary, retailers are in the business of creating content. And not just selling stuff. I think they're almost in the show business, if you think about it. Or at least they have to think that way mm. in order to really get that customer back in. And I'm talking eventually when, you know, we're all good and we, we're all vaccinated and everything is, you know, so maybe that's not until next year or I don't know when. But I'm thinking they really are going to have to pull out all the stops And make it an engaging experience. And they have to think about like how people think about, um, you know, think about ad space online, like Facebook, you know, like how expensive an ad is online. Well, supposedly when you have that in a store, it's worth much, much more. When you have a customer live in a store, that time is supposedly worth much, much more than than advertising. So what are you going to do? You've got to pull out all the stops, and you've got to make it not just entertaining, but engaging, too. So we will see. Mm. All right. Uh, coming up after the break, I have uh, not shopping, the opposite, editing. So I've got um, five things you're going to want to purge from your closet. I thought we talked talk about the opposite. You won't want to miss this on 1490 WGCH
0: by learning everything there is to know about how to run your business, the value of your products and services, and who your target is, they'll create a personalized business plan to communicate your message to your audience. They offer logo and branding development, digital and web design, social media management, and more. Are you ready to grow your business? Call AdCorp Media Group now at one 323 2677 Or visit them at AdCorpMG.com. AdCorp Media Group. They'll take your business personally. As personally as you do.
1: Welcome back to Fashion Friday. All right, so spring wardrobe. Are you ready? And normally I'm talking about what to buy and trends. Today I'm going to talk about what not to buy, as in, what to edit. So I, you know, my rule of thumb, I always tell my clients is shop your closet before you go shopping, whether it's online in store, okay, whether you're going to the circus or not. (laughs) And by circus, I mean, new department store. Um, Shop your closet first, edit your closet. Well, I think even now more important than ever. I mean, I have recently done this and I did 3 closet edits. So I recently, I did one to pull out everything I need to consign cuz I consign a lot. And you know, you know, you never get the full amounts back unless something is not worn and has tags on it. But it's something. And I have you can imagine I have a nice well curated closet and I have some things that I literally wore for a photo shoot or I have things that were gifted to me that I wore once or twice and then I have things that I wore often but I tend to take really good care of my clothing so a lot of it is definitely for resale so I did that I did a huge haul took it over, brought it to my local consignment shop. Then I go through again and look for things like, you know, old workout clothes, things that are kind of just getting a bit worn, and then that goes to uh, charity. So that's usually Goodwill or Salvation Army. Then the third haul is for things that are just, if something is just not mendable, which I don't really have too much of that. But once in a while, you know, maybe it's old socks or something. I'm not going to give those away. I'm just going to, you know, and they're really tattered or something that can't be fixed or just really worn. um, And that's just getting thrown away. But. I rarely have any of that. So I usually do. And then also there usually ends up being another smaller pile of things to fix or mend. So something needs hem taken out, taken in. Oh, I want to change the buttons on this and give this new life. So reworking that. Now that's becoming my, um, what do I want to call it? My, my reworked pile, my um, upcycled. That's it. That's the word I was looking for. My upcycled pile. So, um, so, yeah, so I've done that a few times now. So he, I've made a list of five things you're going to want to purge from your closet automatically before you buy anything. And starting with old leggings, I have to tell you. This, ladies, I think if you wear leggings, I'm sure you're guilty of this. Specifically, black leggings. They fade. They look old. Sometimes they become see-through. They bag at the knees. And you're still wearing them. Why? So I feel like leggings have come a long, 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 long way. Um, They're not the leggings I had when I was a kid where you put them on and, you know, within two hours they were baggy at the knees. Just they didn't have enough stretch in them. They weren't made well. And then, of course, they didn't hold up in the laundry. I feel like we're long past that. You can now buy beautiful, good quality leggings on Amazon. I know because I have several that look and feel very, very, very close to Lululemon. And don't get me wrong. I love Lululemon, but they are pricey and they're not for everyone. So I feel like there's no excuse now because you can find really good leggings at every price. So go through them. Get rid of the old. Uh, Next on my list is distressed, ultra distressed jeans. They look sloppy. That's it. I feel like a little bit is okay. I, you know, I kind of paired mine back. I think I have one or two pair with a little rip in the knee. That's it. Little. (laughs) This whole like shredded down the leg and looks like, you know, you got attacked by a shark. Get rid of it. I don't. It just looks sloppy. I don't care if it's on trend or not. I think you've, we've got to like do away with those. If you really love the distressed, fine. Keep one pair, maybe two. Uh, old t-shirts also on my list. Same thing as the leggings. They get stretched out. They're faded, especially around the neckline. I've seen this. This looks awful. It reminds me of that commercial where the guy and the girl are on the date, <laughs> and she says something about the shirt. I mean, oh, come on, guys. Girls. Everybody. Ulti's out. Got to go through them. You really have to go through them. Sometimes you have to look at the armpits as well because they get worn sometimes or get faded or deodorant marks or whatever. They just get from being worn. Um, So you've got to look at that. Outdated accessories also on my list. Uh, I think you've got to scale back to your favorite. And so, okay, well, what's outdated? If something's outdated but you really love it, fine, keep it. I always say if you really brings you joy and you're happy and you've got these gigantic oversized beaded uh, rainbow earrings, statement earrings, I don't know. Listen, if you really love them, wear them. Um, But everything else that's kind of outdated, uh, whether it's scarves or belts or jewelry, I think you've got to just cut it back. Or if you've got storage, because things always circle back, put it in storage. But I think you want to kind of clear out the clutter. And then anything that doesn't fit, that's my fifth one. So anything that doesn't fit, too big, too small, can it be f- fixed or mended? That's the first line of, of questioning you should ask. Um, is this a simple alteration? I think, can I bring this to the dry cleaner? And simple alterations to the dry cleaner. If you don't have a good tailor, which you should, um, but if you don't, you know, most uh dry cleaners can fix small things um i wouldn't trust them with bigger projects unless there's someone there that you know that does really good work and i've had this experience by the way <laughs> i've had this experience i've tried i test run little things okay they did that well okay they did that well oh nope, that's their limit um i do have an amazing tailor. unfortunately she's in manhattan and i haven't seen her in over a year but um she is pretty pretty amazing so that's very important, And let me tell you, when I do see her, I already have a small pile of things. But these are things that not just not need to be mended. Like, for example this is a side note here I bought a skirt from Zara, and it ha- it's, it's a really cool skirt. It looks very chanel. One problem. I hate the buttons. The buttons look so cheap. So off they'll come, and I'll pop some, you know, vintage button or an ivory button and change the total total look of the dress. So that's something that's in the pile waiting for my lovely tailor. Um, so these are things I think you've got to you've got to um, look. Also, shoes and sneakers that are worn heels, ladies. Heels that have a worn heel. The, the actual heel, whether it's a small heel or a big heel. And sneakers. I mean, if, if they're dirty and you can wash them, great. But if they're just ripped and torn and worn, it's time to go. I think you've got to get rid of it. So purge everything. Let me tell you, it feels really good. It feels really good. If you have a lot of stuff or a little, stuff, doesn't matter. It feels really good when you get rid of stuff. And by the way, that makes room for more stuff. <laughs> for new stuff, And that's also a good feeling, too. So that's my tip for this week. Um, Purge your closet and then, you know, get rid of it. Send it to the appropriate wherever it's going, resell or uh, charity, and then shop your closet. Oh, maybe pull out something you forgot about, make a couple of new outfits, take some photos with your phone. Oh, I'll wear this, you know, try to think of three to five different ways to wear each piece. I recently heard someone say you should wear it eight different ways. And I thought, well, that's a lot. I don't know that I wear anything eight different ways. I might wear it eight times. And then you've got a wardrobe refresh and you're ready to layer in the new stuff. Alright, that's it. That'll do it. Join me next week for more Fashion Friday on
2: 1490
1: WGCH.
0: 1490 and FM 105.5 WGCH Greenwich. USA Radio News with Lance Pride.
2: A gunman opened fire at a FedEx warehouse facility in Indianapolis, Indiana, late Thursday night, killing at least eight people and wounding multiple others. The location is near the airport, and the suspect took his own life, is all we know at this time. Kim Potter, the former Brooklyn Center police officer charged with second-degree manslaughter in the fatal shooting of Dante Wright, made her first court appearance Thursday. Potter appeared remotely with her defense attorney, Earl Gray. During the hearing, Potter was told she is not allowed to possess, use, or transport firearms, ammunition, or explosives. She is next expected to appear in person 1.30 p.m. local time, May 17th. Senator Ted Cruz, a Republican from Texas, said on Thursday that he will no longer be wearing a mask at the Capitol since he is fully vaccinated. At this point, I've been vaccinated. Everyone working in the Senate has been vaccinated. CDC has said in small groups, particularly with people who are vaccinated, do not need to wear a mask. End quote.